Welcome back to Big Boss Mirror with Brandy Von Holten. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is Sarah Leonard, and she is here with Purina. She actually has two job titles with Purina. She's an associate sales manager and a farm consultant team leader. Yay. Hey, hey, welcome to Big Boss Mirror. Okay, so Sarah... You're a night. I always start off with what model you are. Okay, you're a good looking 1963. Okay, so Sarah, uh, tell us about K State. Oh, man, that seems so long ago. <laughs> Holy cow! Uh, it was great. I am a wildcat. I'm from Kansas, so I got to be a K Stater. So um, I feel like uh, that was my foundation. Of course, back in that day, we were only there for four years. So. We were uh, in and out pretty quick and on the job roll um, right out of K-State and uh, started with Farmland Industries, which is a cooperative, um, right out of K-State, worked at some elevators, uh, spent a lot of time working with dairy folks right out of college, uh, doing a lot of dairy nutrition. Uh, That's a teach you a lot about uh, nutrition uh, all species let me tell you go backwards and you said a cooperative okay so let's break it down because I have such a wide range of people that listen what is a cooperative so you know you you hear about your rural electric cooperative where where you have ownership in the cooperative and then there's a potential for um, uh, patronage if you will Um, sometimes uh uh, I'm trying to think of a co- cooperative that would be uh, very so. Uh, does that mean familiar. that it's not owned? It's not owned by a company. It's more like owned by the people, Correct. and then they pay back a dividend check. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. So a cooperative um, for people that don't understand those, we have something like our mortgage here for our ranch is with FCS Financial. Okay. So FCS, um, they we have a a set. Um, interest rate and then at the end of the year after they've paid all of their bills and they've done um swag for all of their um partic- or all of their clients at like the missouri state fair and they've paid their employees and uh after everything's good that money that's left over they divided them out amongst their people So for us with FCS Financial, we end up getting basically a mortgage payment free each year. Yeah, Yeah. it it whenever you divide it out, um, our our here I mean we're here for education purposes. Our interest rate on our facility is I think it's a set four percent, but with the amount of money we get back from our dividend check, they said it's basically one percent. So that's equal to paying three percent, which is great for especially larger farm loans. Absolutely, um, we're actually kind of jumping ahead now. Um, Perina that I work for is owned by Landle Lakes. And it's the largest uh, farmer-owned cooperative in North America. So Land of Lakes. Land, that, Land of Lakes, you hear. Land O Lakes. Yeah, like um, the butter people. The butter. We, we call yeah. ourselves the butter people. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, Perina is is the feed division for okay. Land of Lakes. They also have crop production, windfield solutions, um, just a different uh, farmer-owned facets. We have uh, dairy foods division. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, the dairy production division. So if you're in the upper Midwest, you see it in grocery stores more than you see it here in the in Kansas and Missouri. Okay. Go back to the one that was about wind. So what was that section? Windfield Solutions. Windfield Solutions. Is that just the ones that are harvesting energy? 
No, actually. Like turbines? It sounds like that. But no, Winfield Solutions is um, crop production. Okay. So um, seed and chemical and and just, uh, you know, help farmers uh, enhance the yield and, and profitability of their farm ground. Oh, yeah. Well, we got to most definitely feed America here. Yeah, and absolutely. there's a lot of people, so it's a whole bunch of food. So we got to mo- make sure that we do produce just as much as we can. Absolutely. But then you got to put things back into the soil because we don't want our food to be nutrient um, deficient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Want it to be dense. I want a whole bunch of stuff Absolutely. to be in my food. I want all the vitamins in the world. That's right. So, okay, you ended up graduating with what kind of degree? I'm actually Ag Econ, uh, Agriculture Economics, with a, a minor in Animal Science. And uh, again, uh, went to work um, at a feed mill and and enjoyed the livestock aspect of it and the nutrition particularly and then uh, became a livestock production specialist for farmland and then that's morphed into what I do now uh, 30 some years later. (laughs) Okay so I'll tell you so this is just women in general in agriculture okay so now I mean back in the day back in the day all the vets were just older gentlemen okay Mm -hmm. and now all the vets are young girls Young ladies, it seems like, um, you know, one of the ladies that I interviewed on here, I mean, she's running a huge amount of cattle on a huge amount of land. I mean, her name's Fauna. I mean, and she just loves it. And then my assistant is an ag um, teacher. She's actually an ag teacher. And so... Oh, that's excellent. I mean, she just talked about perfect for being, um, you know, brought on for us. But ladies in the agriculture... Um, we're gaining steam. I, I can yes. tell you when I started in the business, you were. I was one of, uh, you know, back in the day, we'd go to meetings and there'd be 200 men and me. Yep. And That's what I was expecting yeah. you to say is yeah. you were somebody that was laying down those original um, yeah. paver stones for yeah. us. <laughs> and it's crazy. Um, I'm working on a promotion right now to uh, incentivize some of our salespeople and we're working on wearable items, which seems like, well, that's no big deal, but Back in the day, they didn't even make women's wearable items for us because there wasn't enough women to do it. So we just wore men's shirts around. And now we get our own (laughs) sex of clothes. Wow. Who knew? Yeah. Well, and you know what? I love a good uniform. You know how most people are like, oh, a uniform. And I remember whenever I was in school, like I was like, oh, I don't want a uniform. I beg for a uniform now because then I don't have to get, I don't have to put any effort into what I'm wearing. I'm just like, boom, that's what I'm wearing. So, yeah. And you know what? Um, Women now, they want a V-neck shirt. Yeah. You know, they don't want a regular t-shirt. And so I was always so nervous about going to a V-neck here, but like, Ladies, y'all are some shoppers. Yeah. Y'all know what yeah. you want. Yeah. You're tired of the circular neck. You want a V-neck. That's right. And I hate a V-neck. I do not know <laughs> why. And, like, I'm over, I'm one of the, I guess, the old school people. I don't like the big swoop down neck. Oh, yeah. You know what? I rem- Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna take a little moment and talk about some women's clothing for a little bit, okay? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm large chested, okay? That's like an an underestimate or uh, undersaid word okay <laughs> but um boy people used to show some cleavage have you noticed that that's kind of went away it has except yeah. it kind of seems like it's creeping up the other side oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what and the see-through leggings have gotten better it seems like people are improving upon those but like man i don't know for whenever i was in the 
mid-90s and stuff, it just seemed like if you weren't showing a bunch of cleavage, then you just weren't dressing. For, but now it's just not that way. I just don't see yeah. a bunch of cleavage anymore. Yeah. Not unless it's just somebody just being... Going to the bar or... Yeah. Something date like, night, something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. It seems like we've just covered up. Covered <laughs> up a little bit more. That's okay. Yeah. Well, I always... You know, I used to be a school teacher, and I would tell people that um, modest is hottest. Mm. And then I would tell them that Christmas is a lot more fun whenever the presents are wrapped. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. So, all right. So you have two children, and they both um, work with cattle? Yep. Um, My my daughter and her son-in-law and my son and his wife are all involved in our cattle operation. And uh, my husband took early retirement for um, actually a local utility and... It's Evergy now, but it was uh, KPNL and Weststar at the time, and you know how it, they've morphed mm-hmm. over the years. Anyway, so we run a bunch of cows. Um, we have cows of our own. We also, like I told you prior to, well, before we got on air here, we have a recip herd and we do embryo transfer. So um, we uh, have a service that we provide folks that want to really get after and accelerate that genetic uh, foot foot feed if you will and and have some babies quicker than than uh, mother nature would allow them to do so we can right. do that for those folks and so um, i mean like all of the words that you just said <laughs> is cloning right no, well no, you have the embryo or you have the carrier mother for cloning yeah. we're not cloning we're not just cloning. we're oh, just, just uh, uh flushing the cow she produces the eggs we put the eggs in the recipient cow uh-huh. or the surrogate mom whatever you want right. to call her and uh, we just uh, pray that she settles, and then uh, once she settles, we manage her. And uh, each each owner of mm-hmm. the eggs, if you mm-hmm. will, have a different uh, set of expectations how long we keep the cow. But uh, typically, we keep the cow for three or four months after the egg is settled and it's growing and it's developing a fetus, and uh, she's well on her way and safe to travel. And then uh, we ship them to the owner, and they calve they calve their own uh, calf or fetus, right. and, and uh, we go to the next bunch of embryos. Okay. <laughs> you know what? And I could just imagine that cow being mm-hmm. like, I know I haven't been fooling around. <laughs> I know I haven't. Where is this baby coming from? You know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, Absolutely. man. Yeah. Or I could see her talking to her boyfriend and be like, I did not fool around on you. I promise. <laughs> I don't know. I could just see the cow saying something funny. You know, that's that's where my weird little mind goes. You know, <laughs> what we see, and I, I I certainly appreciate what you're saying, but we see cows that we get through our program that mm-hmm. are that are recips. They're surrogates, and they're going to go on to their new owners. You know, to to be a mother for them, but. We get some cows that are such good mama cows, oh, yeah. and we're like, "Gosh, dang it! I wish we could keep her around because yep. she's not trying to eat anybody's lunch. She's a nice yep. cow, and we could use more of her." You know, right? We love our mama cows. We have a very small herd. I mean, it's almost embarrassing whenever we talk. Whenever I have these podcast interviews with real cattle people, because mm-hmm. we have ten. <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean but we uh you know we sell to some individuals that want to buy a calf mm-hmm. and then we sell them the whole calf and we mm-hmm. you know they take it to the, the slaughter the for plant. them so mm-hmm. they get to have great food and they know that it was 
fed well. Right. I mean, it's just wonderful. Right. But right. we love some of our cows. I mean, I named some mm-hmm. of them. One of them had a white face but a black eye, and I called her Sucker Punch. It's mm-hmm. like somebody just popped right in the eye. Then we had one named uh, Mama Line Graph because Mama Line Graph, it looked like a line graph going up her face. Okay. Oh, yeah. Then we had one named Heavy D. <laughs> now, Heavy D, we couldn't tell when she was pregnant and when she wasn't because she was so short and so fat. <laughs> all the time and she had girl I promise she had two lazy eyes like one they were going in different different directions (laughs) but heavy d was the best mama we loved heavy d gosh her belly would I mean like she had that belly had to be less than 12 inches from the ground like her legs (laughs) forgot to grow her babies never looked like her they were she was a good producer but she was pretty hideous but I sure did love heavy and we we can pet every one of our yeah um, cows uh, disposition is key i tell you we uh mm-hmm. we have epds and now disposition is getting the epd the yeah and expected progeny differences so okay your girl that was not in my <laughs> that was not in my vocabulary bank say again epd what does it stand for expected progeny progeny differences i'm getting my tongue tied okay so what is that basically um they're each breed has different sets of standards and um they we encourage uh, it's it's kind of a benchmarks, if you will, within each breed, and so um, and you've picked the wrong person to ask very okay. much about genetics, but here, but I'm telling you that that there's calving ease, birth weight, weaning weight, okay. um, you know, uh, all all of the things that we select genetics for, right. and now we're saying, you know what, um, disposition is important. Oh, yeah, We, we think it definitely. is, and so now we're saying, okay, what's what's the EPD for her disposition, if you will? Cause, oh, okay, and, so it's like a know, measurement. It is, and yeah. and so like if, as an example, you're breeding for a show steer, you mm-hmm. know, you're looking for big top, big bone, wide set, structure, that kind of thing. If you're breeding for uh, a longhorn cow, you're probably looking for hoof integrity and and hoof quality and right. and, and horn growth and that kind of thing. You know, I'm I'm making right. this up, but right. my point is, they're they're traits that you select on, and you can measure them by. It's like registration papers with mm-hmm. a horse; they follow along, and they're like, "Oh, here's her EPDs." So I used to be a science teacher, and in minerals, we have different hardnesses. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's like the. I think it's the Mohs hardness scale, right, with a diamond being a 10. Okay, so this just sounds like the Karen scale. We got a nice Karen, like a Karen 1. Okay, that's she's a good girl. And then we got a Karen 10. Now, Karen 10 it would be not be something you would not want to pass those characteristics down. But you might breed Karen 10 to the bull that's a 1 and get a 5. Yeah. Oh, see, and then see? that would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My uh, mare... My mare, Glamour, it's short for Glamour with the Hammer. That's my, you know, I used to do full contact fighting, and my fight name was Glamour with the Hammer. Glamour would be a Karen 11, <laughs> but I love her Karenness. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have horses? I do. Um, I I get to work with them professionally with Perina, but I also get to enjoy them on the weekends. And my daughter and I uh, barrel race and uh, travel to do that. We enjoy it and enjoy the company that we get to meet along the way and just the fun we have. So I will tell you with um, your stature and how 
you've got big fancy words and stuff. <laughs> I expect that you've got some good horsemanship. I expect that you're going so fast that you got tears running down the side <laughs> because I bet you know what you're doing. Well, so. there's other people that know a lot more than I do, but <laughs> I try. You try? I try. So what are some things that you've won? What's the, what's some stuff you like? Tell me pre-COVID. Oh, my. Um well, I recently just got a three-year-old, and I'm really focusing on her. So I didn't have her pre-COVID. I got okay. her during COVID. And um, Was that a wonderful thing, to get to spend that extra time with her? Oh, my gosh, it sure was. Um, we got the opportunity to spend with, time with all of our horses and, and the cows, too. But uh, during COVID, it, it, COVID had its ups and downs, but that definitely was one of the ups, for sure. But uh, now um, we're breeding some horses, and we hope to have some good genetics that's going to run fast here in two or three years and uh, uh, I'm I had recently became a grandma and so I passed up the opportunity to go to BBR which was is in uh, Oklahoma City in two weeks and that's always kind of like you know the the goal each year is to go to BBR and be successful down there but mm -hmm. there's so many horses I mean heck last year when I was there there was over 2,500 horses that were running in the same wow. race so I mean right. like you know um so it's personal accomplishments you mm -hmm. know what I mean like you ask what I've won and I I I say well you know I can I can be in the the 2D I can be in the 1D I can be in the 3D you know on any given day you know I I don't love you know but sometimes your bad run is a win you know right. what I mean oh, in yeah. a weird Most sort definitely. of way it it is like a lot of good things happened you know what I mean like well, I know some of my biggest accomplishments are uh, there's no there's nothing for it I mean the fact that we have five animals in our herd and they're so different I mean they are so different but each one of them is successful. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a Tennessee Walker mule that she's a giant, but then her self-esteem is a cricket. Oh, Okay. <laughs> she's so cute. Um, and then I have a Missouri Foxtrotter mule that if he was a cartoon character, he would be Pepe Le Pew trying <laughs> to talk to all the ladies. Okay. <laughs> I even have a Latigo. I had a custom Latigo made for him that I bought from this chick on Facebook, but it's got like 1950s uh, pinups on the Latigo because he's such a ladies man. And people, I forget about it because it's just a joke. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got the, that's my boy right there, old Jojo. He's pretty cool. He would probably have like one of those um, Al Capone hats on and wear a suit and be trying to talk to some girl if he was a human. And He's Pepe Le Pew if he was a cartoon character. <laughs> That's cool. And then Coco, that big mule I was telling you about, she would be just a little mouse in the corner. She would be somebody's lap dog that just shakes and pees because it's just so <laughs> timid. But she's such a, I mean, but she gets bravery from me. But if I put a rider on her that's not confident, she won't do anything for him yeah. because she has to pull that confidence from her human. Yeah. And then uh, we have a... An Appaloosa, and I, I make fun of my husband, and I call her our Crapaloosa, <laughs> but everybody's like, you should breed her. And I was like, oh, so we can get some more crooked <laughs> hips and another back that's a little bit swayed. I mean, why would we ever breed that? And they're like, for the spots. And I was like, oh, no, those spots... Oh no! If she was just brown, they would be like they would realize how hideous she is. Yeah. But with them spots, they're like, man, she's beautiful. And I'm like, you know Aww. what? Every pot's got a lid, yeah. you know. And there's yeah. your lid. <laughs> but her name's Peppercorn. Peppercorn's 19, and my goodness, she has had 
So many children and adults fall in love with horses because of being around her. And you know what's so funny about Peppercorn is she makes milk. We've had her checked out by the vet, and she got one big old booby and then one regular booby. Like, one's about a D cup, Mm -hmm. and the other one's like a... A plus, okay. Yeah, but we've—I mean, like we've uh, put orphan foals oh, on her. She's a good mom, and she's just like, "That's my baby. That's my baby." We're like, "That's not your baby," but you know, <laughs> that's excellent. Oh yeah, it's yeah. been really helpful. And then plus, during our kids camps, like I have eighteen kids camps this year. We keep them from nine a.m. to four p.m. and we do five different things. One of those things is ride horses, uh-huh. but we also groom them, and then I show them everything like so there's peppercorn and they're like whoa they're different sizes and I'm like they sure are oh yeah and then I teach them how to milk her I mean just because and she's like thank goodness get that out of there so how often do you have the camps the grown um last year we had 12 and they were busting at the seams but it's just a whole day I keep them from nine to four I'm not keeping kids overnight Mm -hmm. I don't want no part of that sure but I have them 18 I have 18 kids camps this year wow that's amazing. Well, and this year we, um, with my husband's business, with like the wood shop, um, with the five things, we're also incorporating wood shop into it, and they get to build with him. So mm. I have di- all sorts of different um, kids camps. We got one that's called Exploratory. That should be called Glorified Babysitting. Okay, <laughs> so that's just the fun one. You know, that's like anybody can come to it. They don't really care. It's just a flavor of the day. Okay, so then we have an exploratory, but it's a two-day course because the project that my husband does with him and with them is um, it's going to take two days to do it. So they have to sign up for both. You know, like one day they might sand, and then the next day they'll probably put it together. Right. Or they might put it together, and it has to dry, and then the next day they might polyurethane or something. So it's a two-day project. So we have that. So just the regular one, the two-day one. Then I have this online horsemanship course that I've been teaching or for students that have come back and they're ready for like actual horsemanship. Mm-hmm. I have a level one. So that one they've got to they've got to be approved. They've got to either take an online course or they have got to be one of the students that graduated out of the other ones. I see. Yeah. yeah. So that's a level one. And then I have another one that's um, it's kind of in between the um, exploratory and the level one. But they just have an intermediate um, woodshop project. It's not a two-day one, but it's not little baby stuff. Right. right. So I'm just trying to, like, give people what they want. And they love, I mean, like, they love it. I have four um, adults for each one of those. And we take 20 students. And just the exploratory one's $50. And they have to bring lunch. The other ones are 60 a day. Oh, wow. So it's, like, ridiculously affordable for, they wouldn't be able to do that you know, for a lesson or anything mm-hmm. like that. And then they get to ride at least two to three different animals. Wow. And then we, like, roll the dice for which one they're going to ride. Right. So it might be Coco or Peppercorn. Oh, yeah. We've got two Palominos named KTM, and the other one's Glamour. So they're just like, oh, my gosh. And then they get so excited about understanding a mule and mm-hmm. petting their ears. and yeah. But everybody loves Peppercorn. <laughs> The worst confirmation in the world. That's it's her okay. award. It's okay. She gets the award for making milk, having spots, bad confirmation. It's okay. You so know, ha- she's like farmer broke. You know what I'm talking about? Whenever mm-hmm. something ain't really, ain't really <laughs> fancy broke, yeah, but she is. <laughs> she just, she doesn't do nothing right. She don't do nothing, nothing wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
So how do you fit the kids' camps in with, you were telling me um, about uh, some of your women activities that come out? Oh, and, the women's things are just, um, that's just on the who I am. Yeah, they're yeah. on weekends. Yeah. Well, we have one that um, I just scheduled it. I mean, I'm girl. I've got three paper planners and then one digital planner. <laughs> and um, but the women's things are uh, the fifty plus is a Sunday through a Wednesday. They get an extra day and it's no additional cost because they have that time off typically. Oh. Um, and then the other ones are a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, but the chicks and the sticks. Chicks it's and a. Sticks. We have, we have, oh my gosh, it's kind of hard to explain all the different things, but we have the terms um, country tough um, that is trademarked, but I also trademarked big boss mare. Mm-hmm. Well, big boss mare is like um, all of, I, I make personal planners and I do goal setting courses and people pay to be in those. And I've started doing business coaching and some graphic design. Just, it's kind of weird how I let myself kind of go down these paths mm-hmm. that I enjoy, but um one of my big boss mayor productions is that all-inclusive women's event. Okay. So, and those women love those. Um, a lot of times I'll have like a kid's camp the day before, chicks in the sticks, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and they just love seeing those kids just have so much fun because we play in the creek and then I spray them off with a water hose. I mean, it is, a lot of these kids don't have that opportunity to experience right, um, right. farm life. Yep. You know, it's always sit still be quiet, don't get dirty. And I'm all like, oh, you can get dirty. I'll just hose you off. <laughs> so absolutely. what was your childhood like? Um, Always horses and cows? Actually, my dad um, was a farmer and uh, cows and horses, but uh, row crop. So Caw River Bottom row crop and just uh, driving a combine and growing trucks and that kind of thing. What kind of um, grain did he grow? Uh, mainly corn and soybeans. Corn corn and soybeans. A little bit of wheat, but mainly corn and soybeans. My, I remember uh, corn, uh, we had three, my dad used to be a, uh, he used to farm also, mm-hmm. but corn, three years in a row, we had bad weather and then it bankrupted him and that was what ended the farming like because it was three years in a row like boom 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 but before that I know I mean like there's some it's feast or famine in the um you know whenever Mm. you're growing crops and then boy mother nature was relentless Mm -hmm. but we were in Texas also I mean it can be you know but um do you know before that this is something weird because you would think um you would be Asian to farm rice but no that's like a big stereotype oh yeah no we were massive rice farmers right and i mean and rice has to be in standing water Mm -hmm. and so i remember the bulk of my childhood working in a rice field yeah i mean like what people would think they wouldn't think oh brandy worked in a rice field like you wouldn't put those things together right but i was always having to hold uh levy bags Mm -hmm. because they would have Mm -hmm. Um, they had to have higher dirt to keep that water in there, and you wanted to have smaller pools instead of, like, this big, huge pool. Right. So they would create fake pools with mounds of dirt mm-hmm. and then could fill it up. Well, you'd have to break a hole into it to allow water to fill up the next section and break a hole in it and let the water fill up the next section. Well, then sometimes you'd want to close them up. Well, you'd have to do that with levee bags. I gotcha. Yeah, so I yeah. had to hold levee bags. Man, talk about water moxicans and, mm. yeah. Mm. Mm. That was not probably like a little girl job. Probably not. But but <laughs> it was free labor. 
I was going to say, and things have changed, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> things have changed. They have changed. I my, you know, I drove a truck where I shouldn't have been driving a truck when I was 14 years old. Oh, yeah. You did, too, I'm sure. I mean, oh, like, yeah. you know, it's just what you did. Oh, yeah. You just, well, um, you know, stuff like that still happens on farms, just not mm-hmm. on the road. But, yeah. 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 So, yeah. okay, Purina, you, how long have you worked for Purina? Well, um, you know, kind of like I said, when I started um, with Farmland, Farmland and Land Lakes formed an LLC, and then Land Lakes purchased Purina in 2001. So, technically, since the beginning of time, but okay. uh, yeah, all right, <laughs> I, I've been involved with them ever since they've been owned by Land Lakes. So okay. prior to then, they were owned by other companies, but but uh, I've been on board with them since Land Lakes. So. The evolution of Purina mm-hmm. is confusing. Oh, yeah. It's extremely confusing. I would actually probably just have to, you would have to take like some paper towels <laughs> and just start and then and then for all the little branches that are in it. But one of the main things for people to understand is that Purina used to be a company and now it's a brand yep. of Land O'Lakes. That's correct. It's, yeah. it's our feed division. It, Purina is our brand. It's our feed division. We're very proud of it. And so, um, originally, or a long time ago in the 70s, um, it used to not be a co-op, but it was actually owned by Nestle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but now, Purina does not own Nestle, or is not owned by Nestle. Now no, it's but, owned by Land Lakes. Well, actually, it was Ralston Purina back in the 70s. Ralston, okay, and, and Purina. Then, and then now, um, Nestle uh, owns um, the has the right to the Purina brand, uh-huh. and you see that on their dog foods in the grocery stores and and around and about. And then we also use the Purina brand, the the checkerboard, on our livestock uh, feeds, like uh, the Purina horse feeds that mm-hmm. you might be familiar with, or. Uh, cattle feeds, uh, AccuRation products, that kind of thing. So we both, both companies, Nestle and then Land Lakes, get the opportunity to use the checkerboard, which is very confusing. Two that companies is very using confusing. the same logo. Yeah, you had actually said that y'all's dog food that is now with Purina with Land Lakes mm-hmm. is not allowed to use the checkerboard logo. That's correct. But Nestle, who does not own the current Purina, right? Well, Nestle owns the Purina division they that's the, pet food. Okay, they yeah. own the Purina yeah. division that's pet food. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not really following that. Okay, okay so, so Nestle so, has other interests. You know, you see yeah. uh, their products in the grocery store. And then we got chocolate food. milk powder. Yep. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yes. No, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, but no, I know no. No, I know Nestle yeah. makes all sorts of stuff. Yeah, so and, and dog food is, is one of the items, mm-hmm. the things that they make. And um, so they they have the right to use that checkerboard, and then and we have the right to use the checkerboard, but just not on our pet food. <laughs> okay, that's so confusing. But y'all can use the checker checkerboard on um, livestock. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is confusing, but uh, we have a great relationship with them, and we're very respectful and and uh, make sure that we don't put the brand anywhere we shouldn't put the brand. Oh, most definitely. Well, you know what? With like having. Um, you know, I tried to trademark Boss Mare. Okay. But I couldn't because it was too general. Mm-hmm. But I had was able to trademark Big Boss Mare. Really? And then I was able to do a fictitious name filing the other day for Big Boss. So there's, I mean, like, boy, there are some... Uh, particulars oh, to watch. Very oh, very yeah. particular. And, you know, uh, just... 
you don't want to ever step on anybody's toes and like, uh, you know, and you don't want to ever, I mean, like, people don't understand that you can get yourself in trouble real fast over trademarking and copyright laws right. and uh, what is it called? Intellectual property. Something is intellectual property. So, and logos. But, um, you know, a, a lot of people just don't understand a lot of that stuff, but it's easy to you know, get educated on it. We, you need to do a fictitious, you know how many people say, here's my company name, but then they can't accept a check in that name. So what that says to me (laughs) is they have not done a fictitious name filing with the Secretary of State. Uh, You know how much it costs to do a a fictitious name filing with the Secretary of State? Probably not much. $7. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) To do an LLC, you can actually do the LLCs yourself, uh, but... Uh, and those are also, those forms are on the Secretary of State's website. Or you can hire a lawyer. I mean, uh, we we have one LLC right now, and then we have trademarks, and then we also have things with fictitious name filings. But we're about to um, do three additional LLCs, just three different business, because we want to keep all of, you know, this is part about being a big boss mayor. We want to keep everything just clean Mm -hmm. you know it's just nice to have an account for each thing it's just an you know insurance wise yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah do you have any business things to add for ladies that are wanting to get into agriculture I, i would tell you that um i i get like I said, the opportunity to, to lead our farm consultant group um, in our in the region that I'm assigned to here in Perina, and <clears throat> I have quite a few young ladies working for me now. And again, um, you know, 20 years ago they probably wouldn't be, but now they right. are. And they um, there's some obstacles that we we deal with, but um, for the most part, um, farmers and ranchers are very receptive to the female consultant. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say if it's something that you're interested in doing, um, don't be a- afraid to, to pursue it for sure. Um, I think it's more about um, your knowledge and gaining experience and particularly um, work experience that's so important because it's all about integrity mm-hmm. and making sure that, you know, when you're advising a, a horse owner or cattle ranch or whatever, that, that you're doing that with with knowledge you know obviously we're proud of our nutrition we have research we have um, all kinds of things to back it up and but it but it's also about the integrity of the person that's that's providing the 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 recommendation so you know we I have employees that that run diets run rations for people um, are very comfortable doing that and and I feel confident that they're they're giving good advice so I would say it's it's truly about you and your knowledge and your experience so right now I'm reading this book called sell or be sold mm-hmm. and it talks about you know so many people don't trust salespeople, and the way to combat that is to if you say something is be able to back it up with a third party verification so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah third party verification another way to get people to gain trust in you is to write it down mm-hmm. so like hey you know i've done that right there if um if somebody paid me cash for something and i wasn't around like our register or something i might send them like a facebook message that said hey paid $400 for this right here on this date. Thank you very much. Yes. Or, you know, if we agreed upon, hey, if you buy five of these things, I'll discount it down for this right here. And here's how we did it. Here's the percentage breakdown. I just text it to them. Boom. 
give it to them. Yeah. Because people will gain trust in you if you are up and up. And if you go to sell something or try to negotiate something, you don't bring paper and pen to write it down. Mm-hmm. And then it's just going to turn into, well, you said this. No, I didn't. I said that. But, boy, if you've got written copy and then everybody will be like, hey, take a picture of this. This is what we agreed upon. So, you know, sometimes there's hurdles that we have to overcome. You know, and this is not just for women. This is for everybody. But, boy, the more that you can be just crystal clear and give Mm -hmm. them, people love to have proof of what you said, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and people believe things that are written. They do. Yeah, sometimes that's bad. Sometimes that can be bad. You just have to make sure that you look at the source. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of times when I'm working with my sales team, too, um, we we look at social styles and really um, uh, coach our team to how to adapt to different people and their social styles and and understand. It's it's more than just empathy. It's it's understanding what motivates somebody else so you Mm -hmm. obviously trust is huge and we have to earn the trust but we have to also you know discover ask questions you know build trust build the relationship and then and then service it and and you know that's all about professionalism and integrity and everything you've talked about there but but there to your point you know there's some people that insist on having a written proposal and there's other people that that are more expressive and just aren't as detail oriented and are Mm -hmm. good but but that text that says hey you know i took 10 percent off when you bought five right oh, okay that's cool i got it here i'm holding on to it i feel right. good about it so it works you know for both now the analytical might go i want to know what each item cost and i want to know exactly what came <laughs> yeah. off of each item, whatever mm-hmm. but you know what i mean it's um um i i really uh, em- emphasize that with my team a lot and and to uh, really understand um when they walk away from somebody to understand um them as a person right so, you know what, just having different clients with y'all having to understand each, what did you say? Oh, I'm thinking like social class, but it's not really social class. Social style. Social style is what you'd say. Um, you know what, like my husband's business, he has this thing where he's basically a, um, it's a wood shop, but you're, he sends them all the pieces and we've written a curriculum based on national school standards, okay? And then breaking it, broken it down for even like middle school level and high school level. But, um, and then we also sell things that are just like a wooden puzzle that they can do. So we have like the just single purchase and then we have part of like the educational series, okay? Well, um, talking about, we have went and did presentations about these things that um, different things called like One Million Cups is a, is a group for entrepreneurs. And then we've done presentations at different chambers of commerce. And then mm-hmm. we've done different, um, we've been vendors at different things. But one thing that was recommended to us, like we actually print the instructions and have um, photos with um, just the main things. If there's something like, hey, make sure you don't break the tail right here. You need to hang it off of the table, right? Because if you push too hard, you might break the, the tail of this puzzle, but we've um, we have the written cop instructions. Well, then we had somebody else that said, "Hey, can you do a YouTube video of of the just the single purchase things like the mm. the educational things have videos, and we send them links to the videos to mm-hmm. build with my husband. But the other one just wanted like a visual also that's in a that's in video. So we're like, okay." We did not plan on doing that, mm-hmm. but it was just a different, it was a different age group. I see. And and then we had um, 
the older people in the room were like, oh, we prefer a paper copy. And then right. they even said that Legos don't even give you paper instructions anymore. <laughs> they give you a QR code to scan. Damn. Well, then the parents are like, that's great because you never lose it. But then they say it's awful because they lose their phone to their kids because their kids are trying to build <laughs> the stuff. So they love, so some of the parents were like, I love that it's paper instructions so I don't lose my phone. And then some of the (laughs) children that were like, I don't know, 15-ish, whatever, were happy to have just a video, like a shortened version. We had to, just on a puzzle, have different levels for people. Wow. You know, and like, so I understand about. Different expectations. Yeah, well, they've got different learning styles, but now Mm -hmm. we include all of them. And then people are like, wow, you've done all of this. And we're like, well, we're trying to listen. Yeah. You know, we're trying to listen to what people um, need, what they need, because if they need it, somebody else does. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so um, what is, what do you feed your horses? Actually, um, I feed um, a product called Impact Professional Performance, which is a, uh, a, a relatively newer product of ours. Um, I believe it's been out five or six years, um, but you know what? It takes a while for people to catch on. Um, I, I swear every week I, I mention that to somebody and they say, I've never heard of that. So mm-hmm. um, Impact Professional is a line of ours. Impact Professional Performance is similar to our Ultium product. Um, um, it's a little bit different in the formula, less calories per pound, but um, uh, feeds very similar. No corn, no corn byproducts, but I love it, um, and I recommend it a lot. Uh, people are like, how does that work for your performance horse and work for my my mare, my trail horse and everything? But um, it's just good sound nutrition, and um, it's a really it's a fantastic product that's offered through our dealer line. So. Mm-hmm. Here's another thing to confuse you. So Okay, all right, um, I'm ready. Well, you know, we talked about this this <laughs> Prina four square logo that can only that can mm-hmm. you know, the pet food cabacle. Well, um, the Impact Professional line is a line that's only offered at our local independent Prina dealers. So our uh, like a tractor supply that's a great great customer of ours um, they don't sell impact professional performance so if I have a client that's looking at that product I've got to find out where their local dealer is and oh. and, and steer them that way and it's just a I hate to use the name the terminology house brand because sometimes that that has a negative connotation which it shouldn't but um, it's a it's our house brand and a brand that we're really proud of because uh, we formulate it right alongside of, of our national brands that people are familiar with. But, uh, no, that's what I feed, and I love it. So Okay. Yeah. Um, I kind See, of like you're, that. You're, you're thinking, no, I, I've never heard no, of it. <laughs> I, no, what I'm thinking is that I love that you can only get it from the small guys and not the big guys. That's what I think because, I mean, we're a small guy. Yeah. I mean, we, we have 40 RV sites. You know, we have 25 miles of trail. I mean, but compared to other facilities, we are, some people won't even come here because they're like 25 miles. And then, but mm-hmm. the clients that we service are like 25 miles, 25 <laughs> miles. And you got a covered arena. And then, but other people are like, it's covered. It's not enclosed. And I'm all like, you know, I'm yeah. all like, make one payment on it. And then you can complain about <laughs> it. Okay. Make one payment. You have a, make half a payment. Okay. And then, then I'll listen to you. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. All right. So but. if they wanted to get in touch with you or if they had que- just questions in general about mm-hmm. Purina or if somebody wanted to get, I mean, who would talk to you? 
Um, uh, who who would you like to talk to you? Well, first off, I mean, it depends on where you are located. You know, if you're in Hawaii, you know, I would I would really suggest you go to our website, prenamills.com, and put your zip code in. And that's mm-hmm. going to get you in touch with somebody. You'll see a local Prina dealer come up and, you know, sources that way. On all of our bags, we have an 800 number, which shoots you to our, our lovely ladies in St. Louis. And then they can... They can run it right back out to us. They can see where you're calling from, and we'll call you. I mean, it's it seems so simple, but, like, we put that number on the bag of feed, and they call, you know, Beverly in St. Louis, and she's like, oh, you're in Sarah's area. I'll just have her call you. And it's that simple. Who knew, right? Oh, <laughs> man, do you know, I can put some simple instructions out there for people, and I'm all like... <laughs> I, I mean, I've had people ask me things, and I've literally screenshot what was in, like, the social media post and sent it to them. They're like, oh, thank you. And <laughs> I'm all like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Drive me nuts a little bit. But that's so cool that they'll just, like, oh, figure yeah. out who's in the area and, oh, yeah. do and give them a call. Yeah, like, that's yeah. really um, humble and, like, personal. Yeah, we try to be. I mean, again, we haven't always done that. And right? it's probably been... I think that whole process has probably been in place five or six years, and it's been it's been a blessing for sure. So, well, I know whenever I call to speak with someone, or if I if I take the time to call a company, mm-hmm. I want to talk to someone, yep. and I don't want to have issues understanding. I just want to talk. I mean, like, yeah. And I have got a vast experience level with different accents. You know <laughs> what I mean? But I just want to be able to talk to a person instead yeah. of yeah push one. Push seven, push 13. <laughs> and you're screaming, operator, <laughs> customer service rep, please. So PurinaMills.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this Purina training that y'all do, mm-hmm. when is that? Do you know, and then like some, don't y'all train people also? Do some educational um, things for people or um, selective? Um, well, we train our employees. We have certain curriculum on that. We have training for our dealers. We have we used to have horse owner workshops. Remember that back yes. in the day, and yes. that was training. That was more you know trying Outreach. horse horse owners education mm-hmm. that way. So, um, I I feel like I educate every day because I get to ride with my sales folks and mm-hmm. I get to get on farms and and just learn a lot from farmers and ranchers and horse owners and so everything if else. somebody wanted to know which kind of feed they should be feeding, mm-hmm. they can just contact Purina Mills. Yep. Yep, okay, they can, and and then again, they would put them in contact with somebody uh, within Perina or a local dealer that's in their area, um, and and hopefully we get you steered in the right direction. Our website's pretty um, powerful, but but I'm like you, I'd like to talk to people, right? Um, yeah, I drive people nuts with that because a lot of people want to text, and I would rather talk in person. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I would rather meet someone in person. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, and like like our wedding venue and stuff, like, yeah. yeah, we've got photos, but seeing it in person, we always hear, wow, it's so much bigger in person. Like, uh, every, I'm, yeah. I'm an in-person kind of lady, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, so this was Sarah Leonard, and thank you for tuning in to Big Boss Mare with Brandy Von Holten.